You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Kathleen. Thanks for having me, Sheena. I'm so happy that we've connected over the past four years, but I'm like so much more excited about what you're doing right now and what we're doing like in the world. And I'm, I'm just excited to talk about it. And we'll like segue based on what we were just talking about, which is that you have a major arm injury. <laughs> broken wrist right now (laughs) (laughs) and we were I mean it's like things that we say on this podcast it's always everything is everything and you can see so much of your life's purpose and and your life's work in every single thing that happens and when something like this significant takes Mm -hmm. place you cannot look the other way and say well let me just go about everyday life Mm -hmm. it's not possible yeah so like we'll give you know the audience a little bit of background on you and why it's not possible for you to go (laughs) back into daily life and just say you know um so talk a little bit about smoke and and just what you're doing with that brand yeah so i'm a maker with smoke perfume um smoke is a company i started a little over five years ago i drew on my background as a massage therapist so i which i currently still do massage therapy craniosacral therapy and breath work and i launched smoke um, as an extension of that like this idea being that i could bring a little more capacity of healing to people by offering products so i could touch a lot more people with these products that are all natural so it's perfumes body oils uh candles home lifestyle products so it's been great, but I've been like a very busy one woman show because I run my bodywork business. And then also with smoke, I make the perfume and package it and bottle it and handle sales and all of that. So um, it's been great, but it they feel like they feed each other really well. And smoke has just been a product. It's It's been a project that's been ongoing and I've been growing it the past, like I said, five and a half years or so. So you started out with massage therapy as, as your background and then I think I found you too. I mean, when I was starting Raw Republic and I was looking for people in the wellness field, I think I found you specifically because of your craniosacral yeah. stuff yeah. as well. Like your the marketing that you said, like, okay, I'm also a craniosacral therapist. Yeah. Um, so was it massage therapy, craniosacral, and then the perfume? Pretty much. It was massage therapy, and I went to school in Tucson. Um, there's an amazing massage school there at the time. And Then I moved to New Orleans in 2009 and I was building my private practice and I really loved craniosacral therapy. So I ended up going back to Tucson to study with my teacher, Heidi Wilson. Um, And I bought that back to New Orleans and I went back a few times to, I kind of studied with her as far as I could go. And in the meantime, had moved into the French Quarter and was experimenting with aromatherapy and essential oils and that's where smoke was born, just in my French Quarter apartment, um, experimenting with creating blends for myself and my clients too. So very organic process. You have to be such a unique person to be so obsessed <laughs> with like scents and then putting them together. I feel like it says a lot about your personality. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for like when I look back on my life, I've always been drawn to 
you know, I always liked cooking and baking. At one point in my life, I thought about going to culinary school. So it feels similar to that to me, like this very intuitive, like flavor combination, but instead of a flavor you taste, it's scent. So it does make sense, but it's alchemical for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the extension. It's, it's just like painting, you know, it's just my medium that I work with. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's unique because a lot of people don't interact with subtle scents or essential oils in that way to create something that's a perfume, maybe like a roll on for aromatherapy, but not something that that is very, it's artistic, but it's also sustainable. Yeah. And it's, it has a business side to it as well. Yeah. Structured in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always thought that I've just always admired that part of your business because I think that it it's so unique Thank and you. so uniquely you. Yeah. And it's so it's also very connected to what I'm always inspired by, which is that that subtle communication. Mm-hmm. You know, like craniosacral is such a subtle communication. Yeah. So I feel like someone who is in tune with that would create an alchemical scent probably very mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And is that how you're finding like some of your creative processes are happening because you're tuning in more so to that energetic field a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I think my work has been a good mix of structure and intuition. You know, I didn't start out to make even a complex perfume and in my years of structuring it more. And now I have a mentor that I study with who's helped me like understand the the art of blending better so I could get a little more complex. But yeah, I think that's a really good like tie-in, like the fact that I'm also drawn to craniosacral work and even now breath work and then perfume making. They are really similar and very energetic. Like I've always thought of smoke as more than just a perfume. Like I've thought of it as like a skin scent or a scented aura or even like an invisible cloak. I've used like all those words to describe it, like this sort of protective um, force that you can wear as well. And that's so much of what it is. Mm-hmm. Is there is there one element of all of the products that you feel is a part of everything that you create? One element, like one ingredient? I don't or know. Ingredient or just mindset or something. It has to make sense for me. Like it, all of my products have to be more than just what they are. You know, like n- everything I make is something that I've made because – I've been drawn to it for my own use and my own healing. So, um, and that, that spirit rings, rings through the whole thing. Like, I don't think I would ever make a scent because it's spring and I need a feminine spring scent because (laughs) the market demands (laughs) it. You never would. I never would. Like everything is like, oh, I was drawn to this essential oil because of what I was going through at the time or, um, or this herbal smoking blend because it was like the solstice and I was craving it or whatever. So um, that spirit is really important to me. And I think that's why I've been a little bit more intentional and maybe slower and more organic in my growth because I I just feel like it has to make sense and that's what makes sense to me. And you can't you know? force those things. No. That's absolutely a birthing process, mm-hmm. a creation coming from a, such a feminine source, mm-hmm. which you are. And- it's a direct, you know, difference between a very masculine driven, like you said, it's spring, people are buying floral scents, I need to get this on the market. Like, that's not the way that I create either. It's not the way that I feel 
you know, the momentum of the world is moving and yeah. not, not in a way that I think that masculinity should be subdued, yeah. just that it has to be balanced. And I find that everything that I'm involved in that's business oriented is, especially in Louisiana, mm-hmm. like there are so many men driving that force that they don't even recognize Yeah, that it's so out of whack. It's so out of balance. It's not flexible. It's not intuitive. It's not supportive of of human needs. Yeah. They don't see it. And I'm I'm not generalizing. I mean, I'm yeah. in a group of 18 CEOs. I'm one of three women. Yeah. And this group, you know, has to take a vote on whether or not during this four-hour meeting, I can do like a three-minute meditation. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And the rules are really changing. Like now there are more and more women business owners and more of us are standing up and saying like, I can't, I'm, I've tried with smoke. Like I've tried fitting into that box Mm -hmm. of, of all the things you check off to run a business the right way. And, um, it just doesn't work for me. It like breaks my soul. And and now I'm like, no, I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to find a way to make that efficient and successful. But I am a one woman show. So my energy, like my physical and mental and emotional energy, I can only do so much. And yeah. What are some of those like examples of things, of ways that you tried to fit in and you were like, no, fuck this. Um, let me think, let me think. Nothing is, nothing like clear is really coming up, but I guess it's, it's not even a, a specific thing that comes to mind, but more like a way of doing things like a type a sort of like, like this sort of old adage you hear with entrepreneurship of like, there's no work-life balance. Um, if you're not working on your business 24 seven, you're like failing somehow. Mm-hmm. And this idea of like all the, the hustle talk, you know, hustle hard. And if you don't do this, you're going to fail. Yeah. If you're not checking this thing yeah. every Monday, you're going to yeah. fail. Yeah. Or like, or like I've actually had like business coaches and other business people say like, oh, you can't exercise if you run a business. Like, you can't take the time away. You can't go on vacation or mm-hmm. or you shouldn't, you know, like, you don't get two days off a weekend. You, you know, like that kind of talk. Two. Yeah. Like, the goal is four or yeah, five. exactly. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's, like, goals yeah. <laughs> up here. <laughs> so that mindset, I've and I really come from that, like, I am, I mean, I've, I've definitely broken up with my inner like type A workaholic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have certainly fed into the idea of like, you're only as worthy as your pr- productivity, mm-hmm. um, which that mindset, I feel like I'm moving away from and I'm like doing a lot of inner work to get away from that. Cause that's just, you know, like I said, we're welcoming this more feminine side of business. So even dealing with healing my broken wrists is like having to be okay with, yes, I'm going to keep my business running, but that's going to look really different right now. Like that means there's a lot of time off or a lot of delegating and communicating and asking for help, you know, Mm -hmm. things that aren't necessarily always encouraged. Yeah. So I feel like now is the appropriate time for people to hear evolve or die in relation to those, those practices and those mindsets, especially for people like business coaches. Yeah. I don't think people like you and I are going to look at people like that as someone that we want to advise us in the future. Oh, yeah. I think these people who are trying to be inspirational business people, Mm -hmm. they really need 
I want that person to be exercising every day. I want that person to be vacationing and going on trips and having multiple places that they live or rent or whatever. I want that person to understand that life is more about an internal discovery and meaning Mm -hmm. and work can be an extension of that Mm -hmm. and should be if incorporated properly. And how do we do that? How do we how do we start training business owners for that mindset so that they can be balanced in the world so that they can create even more really? Because you know, like when you take trips and you take time, Mm -hmm. you're always inspired to do more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's about like honing your intuition in all things in life, I believe, but with as a, so of course, as a business owner too, it's like boundaries and intuition. The more I can listen to like, that email doesn't feel right or that opportunity doesn't feel right and being okay with saying no. I had such a hard time saying no because I was like, oh, well, I should do this market. I should do this trade show. This is what, this is what like the definition of success. My market's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's Mm -hmm. funny. I actually had a male business coach like not very long ago and it was really kind of damaging in some ways. Um, Like I remember he literally told me I was too emotional to be a good business person, which like part of my process now is like, yeah, I'm emotional. And like, how can I use that to my advantage? And how can I use that within my business? Or there's always a reason emotions are coming up. So honoring those instead of just like chastising them or thinking they have no place in the business room, you know, they definitely do, especially when you're passionate and you're self-made and starting your own project. So they have a place in every room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe the fact that they you know, men especially are encouraging us to turn that off in business means that maybe they've been turning it off in all aspects of their life as well. And I just don't, I think that that's a very um, stifling and and, uh, unhealthy way for women to be expected to live. Mm-hmm. I think that that it, you know, if they're being forced to be in an environment where their their emotions are supposed to be off, mm-hmm. that's basically saying like you have to adapt to a masculine way of of existing. Mm-hmm. And that's I feel like that's why we're finding so many women who are detached from their endocrine system, detached mm-hmm. from their hormones, detached from their cycles. Everyone's on birth control, and mm-hmm. then Adderall, and then something to sleep, and mm-hmm. then alcohol to disconnect. It's like, what are we, why are we so imbalanced to begin with? Yeah. And it really brings up this point of working with your cycle. Like part of getting to be a more confident female business owner is being okay that I work cyclically. Like there are some days out of the month where I am boundless energy and roaring to go and full of creativity and other days where I'm just more tired and that's just the way it is. And I know it'll shift. And I think like the masculine way says, it's just go, go, go all the time. There's no cycle. There's no Mm -hmm. break. And so these women are trying to keep up and they're doing so with all the things you mentioned. And Mm -hmm. no one is made to work like that. Like we have to just honor these natural cycles. And and the more I've been able to do that, the more productive I feel because I'm able to know like this is temporary and this lower phase will shift. Or when I'm in this lower phase, I can do other things. I can like rest and dream and think bigger picture. And then when I'm like more energized and ready to be Mm hands-on, that's great too. And I can do that like more than I would have if I just tried to force that every day, you know? Being in that, that state that you were just talking about, that resting, that dreaming state, that's very, that's like a very psychedelic state. Mm -hmm. 
And totally. so much happens there. Yeah. Like so much major stuff, information, data happens there. It's being in the cranial rhythm, you know? It's like it is similar well, to explain that. Like, explain that. Like in craniosacral therapy, when you're you sort of fall into this trance-like state when you're doing the work. And that's when the real magic unfolds. Like when you allow yourself to drop into that state, which is also pretty psychedelic, is when visions and colors and maybe these like more esoteric ideas can come out of the ether. Um, it's a little harder to explain. Well, I, I mean, you know, I remember when I had my session with you, as the person receiving the craniosacral, it's definitely... I'm put into sort of a trance-like state and the experience for me is is very trance-like, dream-like, psychedelic-like. And um, at the same time, you can feel physical shifts mm-hmm. in that part of your body and your brain. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially what you're describing is that you're also kind of matched in that state. And, but I don't know the process of craniosacral. So are, are there like certain things that you do physically or do you get out of the way completely and just connect to the space? Yeah. The style that I do, which is called biodynamic craniosacral therapy, I just get out of the way completely. But what we're, the goal is to drop into the nervous system. So, I mean, again, something I've been thinking about with my, my own life, my own approach to business and, and like how I get through my day successfully is just considering my nervous system and how overstimulated we all are and, um, and how just, wrecked our nervous systems are. So craniosacral therapy sort of like gets you into like a deep REM sleep. Like it drops your nervous system into that phase of rest and and digest. And so once we're in that place, like if you think about when you're in that place, when you're sleeping, that's when your body is dreaming. That's when you're doing repair work. And those dreams can be so informative, but also your body is physically healing. Your nervous Mm -hmm. system is physically carrying signals of healing to and from the body and the brain. So you know, I think that's like the ultimate goal with the craniosacral work that I do is like getting both a practitioner and client into that state, um, sort of not as quickly as possible. Like we're not forcing that, Mm -hmm. but, um, but just by doing these very subtle holds on the cranium. It's a really amazing practice. Yeah. I like it a lot. And I think it's really important as with everything else that you're doing, it, it is almost like you're holding, space through your businesses for people to experience the importance of that state Mm -hmm. that we're kind of referring to in all of these ways. But Mm -hmm. like you and I are specifically talking about it in business. Yeah. It just being so important because we're so stimulated. Yeah. And we think that that's, we've always thought that's the only way to get things done and to progress things moving forward. Yeah. And you and I talk all the time about um, psychedelic experiences and we both, you know, were talking about breath work last year and we had both been going to the same class. And had you not been in so connected to you, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps you wouldn't have had that thought of what am I curious about now? What am I curious about moving into? Um, what's exciting for me to learn about? And that being breath work. And then you bring that into mm-hmm. your practice and your businesses it transforms everything mm-hmm. and it comes from such a quiet place that yeah. so few people experience regularly. Yeah. And it's so full circle because now you're providing that experience to other people so they can do that as well. Yeah. So 
I do want to talk about the breath work because I don't think I've experienced a breath work workshop like what you're teaching now. Mm. So is it called something? Is it a traditional halotropic breathing? So the breath work that I learned, um, it's it's just called breath work. Uh, it's taught by a teacher named David Elliott. So um, he's amazing. He's uh, I studied with him in May. He does a healer training um, series. So I went in May to New Mexico and studied with him. And you're always going yeah. that direction. Yeah, I always go back west. You <laughs> well, do. you know, living in Louisiana, it's like we kind of have to leave to to learn. We do. You know, I, I learned sure. that very early yeah. on as a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. It's like I got to go out of state to get my continuing ed because they're just it just doesn't exist here. And so I think it's really valuable to go get these high quality trainings and then bring them back here. Um, but yeah, he just calls it pranayama or breath work. It's okay. just basically from the Indian tradition. Um, but I like that his style is kind of short and to the point. It's, you know, most sessions are about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, and not all of that is active breathing. So there is a lot of room for you to connect to spirit, connect to the elements, connect to your chakra system. It's very much about bridging the gap between the breath and the chakra system, which I like it a lot. You know, my first body work I got into way before massage therapy was Reiki. And as much as I love receiving Reiki, it just never fit for me as a practitioner. Mm -hmm. And I know that Reiki is also based on the chakra system. So I feel like what I like about breathwork, it's the most tangible way I've ever experienced my own chakra system and, and how healing that can be. So, which again, like the chakra system just comes back to the nervous system. Like it, Mm -hmm. they're just high powered energy bundles of nerve endings in the body on those, on those points. So again, it's just all about the nervous system and releasing. Um, and I think like this brings up a good point where like, everything I'm doing is about self-healing. So as a massage therapist now for almost, I think 10, yeah, 10 years now, the more I did massage therapy, the more I realized like, I can't fix anyone. And if anyone wants to heal, they have to get in touch with their own inner healing. And so that's like the goal now with Mm -hmm. my products, with craniosacral therapy, with breath work. It's like, how do I get people to tap into their own sense of self-healing? Um, and that's like something we don't have. Like, you know, capitalism tells us that we need to grab all these things to heal. Like right. these pills and these, and even even in the wellness world, right. you know, as much as I'm part of it and I love it, it's right. like this constant like external, need, need, I need to do need. this and yep. eat this and be this and yeah. see this guru or whatever. And really like, I think what we're all trying to do is just heal and we all can do that on our own. And sometimes it takes like, of course, like the more in tune with nature, the more healthy our diet, the more juices, the more hydrated we are, like Mm -hmm. all of these things will help us like get to that quiet place more. But, um, but yeah, that's the big goal with Mm -hmm. all of it and with breath work too. That's a, I see that as being a big shift for you, you know, one-on-one working with someone massage therapy wise to now teaching people breath work that is not exclusive to the class, but that people yeah. can do at home, yeah. which is really unique because I've done a lot of breath work yeah. and it's not something that I could do at home. Yeah. Like the breath work that you and I have experienced before is a three or four hour process yeah. involving a lot of drums. Like it's a beautiful ceremony and yeah. amazing, but I certainly couldn't do that by myself yeah. at home because I don't know if I would die. 
Yeah. Or if someone would wake me up. Yeah. And a lot of, I mean, there are certainly styles of breath work where the teachers will tell you, don't try this at home. Mm-hmm. Don't try this without supervision. And um, and where it's treated more like a psychedelic experience, like you need to be in the safety of a, sh- of a guide, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, and my teacher says the opposite. He says, do this meditation every day, even if it's five minutes a day. Um, and and yeah, and it's it's safe. It's safe for everyone. It's safe for children and pregnant women and, you know, anyone. Anyone can do it. How does it work through the chakra system? Like, how is that incorporated? So it's this idea that, uh, so the breathing itself, when you're actively breathing, you're flooding your body with oxygen. And then that stimulates your, your brain to release endorphins. So this flood of, of oxygenated blood and the flood of endorphins in your system can just kind of light up the chakra system. I don't actually have like a clear like way that they bridge mm-hmm. other than like my healer training was like all, it was all hand in hand. Like if you're feeling tingling in this part of the body, what chakra does it correspond to? Because okay. it can be quite physical. You can mm-hmm. have experiences where you're releasing a lot in your body too. So it's almost like another helpful lens. Like it can help give you a tangible explanation for maybe why you're feeling certain things or certain unexplainable things because that's the deal with all this like energy work it's like you can't really explain it other than like if you know it works it works if it helps you that's great right it doesn't really need a scientific backing you know right and I, I like that you said that because with all the things you know I've been trained in a couple of different energy healings I've done breath work I've, I've done a lot of different courses and and experienced a lot of things and I feel I feel so comfortable in the fact that people are taking more responsibility for their own experiences. Mm-hmm. They're coming to me and they're coming to you now with a lot more confidence. Yeah. Not like I'm broken, you know, and I'm so scared of also healing mm-hmm. that like I'm afraid of this experience and like what if this happens? What if this happens? And what does this mean? It's like people, are, it seems like, are coming into a new experience of healing where they are taking a lot of ownership and they're just coming in for support. Yeah. And I feel so much better providing that support in that way because we recognize that we're all on the same level here. Yeah. Like we're, we all really don't know what we're doing here. Yeah. First of all. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, like we don't know exactly what is taking place. Yeah. We're just here to support one another. And it, it feels actually more authentic to me than maybe someone looking at me and saying like, you have the power mm-hmm. to transform or heal me. Mm-hmm. It's really not the case. I'm representing some tools mm-hmm. and I'm here to support you, mm-hmm. but really the experience is yours and um, the healing is yours also. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all at a place where we realize we have to do the work and no one is going to do the work for us yes. and you can't bypass doing the work. And and I'm doing the work just as much as anyone. Right. Um yeah, and I don't want to be put on a pedestal. And I've had that experience as a massage therapist where I was the healer and I was like really some of my clients would really put me up on a pedestal and I was really identifying that way and I started to have injuries and and maybe signs that like it was time to branch away from just classic massage therapy and it was a real challenge. Like I had just gotten so wrapped up in that identity and and now it feels really good to be I mean even the process of breaking my wrist has been it's been great. I've been like pretty emotional with with and vulnerable with everyone. Like 
this was really unexpected and it's not easy. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of work around this. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're all just sort of like walking each other home. Like Ram Das always says that. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. But yeah, it's just this, this is the time. Like, I think we're all aware of like, you're either going to come on along and do the work with us or like you can stay back there. What, like, what did you say? Evolve or die yeah. earlier? Yeah. It's like, that's kind <laughs> of where we're at. Right. Which sounds scary, but I think it's really exciting. The evolution is exciting because it's just coming closer to, I think, the way that we were created to be. Mm-hmm. And we're we're shedding the parts of us that really haven't been working for a long time, that yeah. have been um, the source of a lot of pain. Not yeah. saying, and then, you know, shedding those things is also painful. Yeah. And then expanding from that place is also uncomfortable. Yeah. But it definitely provides an opportunity of of aligning more with something that feels like a soul. Yeah. That feels like, you know, I don't know about your experiences, but, you know, in psychedelic states and in um, connected states, I feel a lot more connected to my purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel a lot more connected to um, like this part of my life being easy. Mm Mm-hmm. The business aspect being easy. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I've put up so many barriers between myself and and the expansion of business and the products and like these recordings. I've put up a lot of barriers of, you know, why it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And yet in those connected places, it feels easy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, getting to that place required a lot of like uh, detachment from it. Mm-hmm which felt very uncomfortable. It felt like, oh my God, I don't love my business anymore. Mm -hmm. Or, oh my God, like, I don't care about life anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. care about any of this. Like, who am I? That felt very uncomfortable at first. Now I feel like it's continuously clearing the slate. Mm -hmm. This part, which has been established, is easier. And I'm also being given more information about how to do what I want to do better. Yeah. So it just makes me feel kind of aligned. Yeah. Yeah. That feels really true. And I'm not like, I feel like I'm using my time more efficiently. Like I agree with everything you just said totally. And I feel like I'm using my time more efficiently. Like I used to just waste a lot of time, like in that being stressed out. Yeah. Like in this like type a overly thinking over analytical place. And yeah. 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 So with the breath work and with um, everything that you're doing right now, what is kind of the goal for, I mean, it's like we can say breath work or business, but really like your, your broken wrist is one of the biggest teachers yeah. at this in this moment. Yeah. It's like something that came up into your physical realm to say like, you, what's going to happen? Like, how are you going to shift things? Yeah. How are you not like addressing some things that maybe, do you think that you placed an intention for something like this to take place? No, I like this has come out of left field. Breaking my wrist was really a shock to my system because I feel like I had a very clear cut plan and I th- I feel like I'm like pretty good. I don't really like to use the word like manifestation so much, but I do think that in reflecting back on my life, it's like I sort of say it and see it and it happens kind of. Um So yeah, I had like a plan, like I was on vacation and, you know, my vacation before the busy season with holiday season and fall after the slow New Orleans summer. And, um, you know, I have a lot of things I'm working on behind the scenes. And so I kind of like, 
I had a plan like down to like the day after I got back from my vacation that was very much like full tilt, like back to it, hit the ground running and all these other plans. So I just made a new website for my craniosacral practice and my breathwork practice. And I just moved into a new home studio and it's like such a beautiful home studio. I'm really excited about that. And it's felt like for the first time in a long time, like very possible, you know, I've been like, okay, I'm going to expand and take on more new clients, which for a while I wasn't taking new clients, but now I've been feeling like I'm in a place where I can take on, um, clients for both practices and build it out. And I have this new home studio and I can offer, you know, breathwork circles there. So it's pretty interesting. It feels like a cosmic joke from the universe to be like, actually that plan's going to be delayed by like eight weeks. (laughs) I mean, what I'm seeing is that like, it's so purposeful because I mean, what I'm seeing is that had that not happened, And had you not had to put into place like some sort of plan to completely take care of smoke, for example, Mm -hmm. then like something in the future would not have been possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you would know more than anyone. Like, yes, that was intentional. It's feeling better. Like it's been three (laughs) weeks. (laughs) So I'm like finally feeling Mm -hmm. like maybe I'm on the right path. And it did it did help me break up with some unhealthy mindsets. You know, Mm -hmm. when we got back, I was really kind of in denial. Like, okay, um, I think I had like, okay, in six weeks, cast is coming off. I'm back to work, my client, back to my clients, like that whole thing. And I was just kind of in like living in denial, like maybe not realizing how seriously this injury needed my attention. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that has been like completely swept away, which is hilarious like at this point. Cause yeah, I was just living in deep denial. And yeah. now I'm like, I am truly one day at a time right now. And, and I feel really unattached to an outcome. Like I think in the past when I've had things to heal, there's been a lot of resistance because it's felt like, damn it, I want to get better so I can get right back to doing things exactly as they were. And right now I'm like, I don't know what'll happen. I don't know what I'll look like on the other side of this. And I'm totally okay with that. Like, Mm -hmm. I know smoke will be fine. Yeah. I know smoke is, and I'm still moving forward on, you know, I'm launching a new scent soon. And so I'm still moving forward on those things. Um, And I know breathwork will be a part of it. And and I know that this will make me a better breathwork facilitator, like, because I'm leaning on the practice for my own healing so much. And that just always makes you better at, at translating it to other people. Yeah. Um, and I feel like craniosacral therapy will be a part of it because I miss it. And I've also been doing a little bit of that on my own in my own meditation, but, um, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm kind of letting go of the like ego of like, but my home studio and like my website, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I'm like, they'll be there. And of course, like everyone has been so kind. Like all of my clients are like, please take care of yourself and let me know when you're ready, but on your own time. I mean, so. it's like the verbiage that you just used to yeah. describe all of that. Yeah. If you saw it written out from someone else, yeah, I know exactly what you would say. And you would say, holy shit, like this is preparing you for so much hugeness because you cannot create from a place, you cannot create newness from a place of, mm-hmm. of past identity. Mm-hmm. So, what you just described was a a forced break mm-hmm. of what you were identified with mm-hmm. as the path forward. 
mm-hmm. which always allows for something more than what you anticipated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're attached to it, you're just going to only create that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just being, I mean, talk about having time to be in that like psychedelic dream state. Like I just, my days are a little more open. I have a lot. I mean, part of it has been like hardcore healing. Like I have been sleeping a lot. It's not like I've been like journaling all day about like my day yeah. dreams. I've been like healing a broken you had bone. A, you had a bone reset in Austria. Yeah. And then again With in Germans. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So it's, it's been a process, but I, I do feel like you know, maybe if we'd spoken a week ago, I probably wouldn't have been at peace in the same way, but um, I'm getting there. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. It's been some really deep inner work though. Like I haven't, you know, I think in a way too, it was funny because I think I was like almost a little cocky about healing. (laughs) Like I was like, oh, healing is so fun and easy and lighthearted and it doesn't have to be that hard. And and like, that's truly how I felt. Like, what's the big deal? All these people and like talking about healing crisis. No, like I'm not going to entertain that idea anymore. And then I have been in like, you know, I've dug into like the deepest, like darkest parts of myself. Like it has been very brutal. I have been like, I've been plunged into like oh, this is hard work. Like, mm. this is not lighthearted and easy. It's like really facing your the shit, you know? Yeah. Um, can you describe that? Like, can you go through, wh- like, how this brings you to that? Like the shadow work? I mean, even noticing, so one thing that, one, like, huge foundation that is part of my work is the journey of self-love. Um, and that's part of my teacher, David Elliott's work with breath work too. I mean, his theory and why it aligns with my interest so much is he says that, you know, self-love is like the root of everything. It's like how we connect to spirit, how we connect to other people, how we heal these things is by being in self-love and that we live in the society that, that doesn't really encourage that. And there's mm-hmm. so many ways we can be away from that through relationships with other people or, or habits or whatever. Or money. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of my work over the past few years has been about getting to a place of self-love. And and for years, I wasn't. I mean, for a lot of, you know, I had I had an eating disorder for 10 years. I just like, I, I have a lot of trauma in my past. And so I've had to do a lot of healing work. And even since like 2016, 2017, when I quit drinking alcohol, like all these things I was doing, it was all to stop this voice of like self-loathing that had really been a part of my inner dialogue for a long time. And, um, and noticing like, even with this break, like even noticing like the way I speak to myself can be kind of harsh or like, I'm healing a broken bone. That was a total accident. It wasn't even like, I didn't even do something stupid that I can be like, well, that's so embarrassing. I can't believe I did that. It's like my, I just slipped and I broke my wrist, you mm-hmm. know? So it calls for like the utmost compassion. And I've even had days where I'm like embarrassed about asking mm-hmm. for help or needing to ask for help or, or stubborn. And like, I can do it myself. Like, I don't want to burden other people and at the risk of like hurting my wrist more, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. that's one example of having to, having to let that go, having to like, be like, wow, I can't believe I am actually talking to myself with like anything other than the utmost compassion, mm-hmm. you know, around this like very real injury. And I know I wouldn't speak to anyone else like this. I know if I, if I were facing a client or a friend um, or a loved one with an injury like this, I would 
be able to extend that compassion, but somehow that's hard to extend ourselves, you know? It's definitely a portal for, mm-hmm. and and that seems intentional too, that you've designed your life to be this discovery mechanism mm-hmm. through every experience so that you can get closer to your goals mm-hmm. of what you want for your life. And this is in some way being guided as being that for you. Mm-hmm. Do you wonder about that sometimes? Like how I'm my own guinea pig for everything. <laughs> but but that, like, what is that orchestrating force? Is that you? Mm. Is that your intention? Is that your um, interest in looking at this to use it? Is that actually what's happening? Or is, is something meeting you to create something like this happening mm-hmm. so that you can experience what you're, or learn what you're trying to learn? I have no idea. I've been like back and forth. Like uh, a teacher I have who's Buddhist heard me sort of talking about, you know, I was talking to her about like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to trust this process and trust that this is part of the plan. And she's like, I'm Buddhist. Nothing is personal. Like, don't, don't do that to yourself. Like nothing's personal, which was really interesting because I think even, even if it's just completely random, I still think it's like all about how we respond. So I have to, t- I have to treat it like a spiritual awakening. Like mm-hmm. there's no other way for me to do this without like applying mindfulness and intentionality to it. But I don't know. It kind of depends on the day. Like I have days where I'm like super victimy, like poor me. And then other days where I'm able, and usually after like a breathwork like breathwork has been the only tool I've been able to use that has helped me feel like just relax. Like this is part of the plan. This is totally purposeful and I've got this. Or even if it isn't part of the plan, like I've got this, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. But that's a much bigger question. Like who does design these things? And my friend we were visiting in Austria when it happened was like, I feel like God just poked you a little bit because it was really, it could have been worse. We were hiking and I fell like off trail and had to like um, kind of catch myself from falling further. And so it could have been a lot worse. Mm -hmm. And I know that. And that was, that was part of releasing the trauma of the experience was like releasing the fear of what could could have happened. Mm -hmm. And a lot of fear has come like another shadow side. It's just so much fear has come up. It's kind of dredged open, like, a lot of the lid off of a lot of other traumas I've experienced. So um, I don't know where I was going with that, but, but yeah, so she was saying like, well, I just feel like God poked you, you know, Mm -hmm. like we all know it could have been worse and it wasn't. I mean, it's bad enough to really teach some, some intense uh, lessons, but you know, not as bad as it could have been. I have so much admiration for you and, and women in wellness in that way that, you know, we really don't, we don't know, and we mm-hmm. say that we we don't really know, mm-hmm. um, but yet every aspect of our life is being looked at and considered, and it doesn't mean that we have to react in a particular way. It just means that we really are like consuming these experiences <clears throat> on an emotional level, on a physical level, on a mental level, and we're doing it like with a purpose yeah. of bringing more love and consideration to ourselves, but also so that we become closer to what we're trying to create in this world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. And I don't know that there've been a group of people, there's been a group of people whose direction has been like that in the past. 
Mm-hmm. I hope that that continues to bring humanity to a more compassionate place mm-hmm. because I don't know if you've heard Elon Musk speak recently, but yeah. do you know who that is? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It, it, and so I keep up with him a bit. Okay. But yeah. He's always on a high. It's going to be us versus the machines. Yeah. So yeah. if we, I, I think that our only method of defense is compassion for one another mm-hmm. because we're creating these machines. Yeah. And it's about, you know, hurt people hurt people. So it's really like, it's that's why self-love is at the core. It's like, if I'm truly, truly coming from a place of 100% self-love, I could never like hurt someone else. You know, I could never wish harm on anyone else or judge anyone mm-hmm. else or, you know, so it really is like dialing that in. And I guess the other piece is being, I am an experiential learner. I've always been. So I guess like, this is the ultimate experiential learning, mm-hmm. you know, feeling it and applying it. I identify with that a lot too. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So what's in this, just kind of shifting gears a little yeah. bit, um, what's in this next phase of um, besides healing, um, using these new tools and using the sense, what do you, what are you excited about that's coming up? Well, I'm excited about um, a new scent that I'm launching soon called Night Cloud. So oh, I love yeah. Name. Yeah. It's I'm really excited about it. Um from Is this my the first time you said the name? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so special. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm hoping, you know, we're sort of this, the wrist has been a setback. So I'm trying to sort of get mm-hmm. back on track. But I have been working on the scent all summer. It's probably like the most complex perfume blend I've ever made. So from that end, as a perfumer, I feel very uh, excited about it. It was really rewarding to finalize it. So, um, and I feel really uh, passionate about the scent. So that's coming up soon. And I guess just expanding my breathwork offerings. I do want to start hosting groups in my home. Um, I do want to build that practice out more. I'm excited for building the monthly classes here at Raw Republic. Like just, I mean, I I am really trying to be one day at a time right now, but but those are the two biggest things. That feels really good. Yeah. yeah. Both of those things. Yeah. I'm really excited that you're doing breathwork also. Thanks. I mean, we're, we're not a small city. Yeah. But what percentage of our population has any sort of conscious development tools? Yeah. Less than one. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it does feel like that is sometimes the first step in changing our environment, changing Mm -hmm. the energy in this community and in the world is Mm -hmm. people experiencing themselves. And I love breath work so much because sometimes the idea of meditation is just too far away from Mm -hmm. not doing. Yeah. Like people are so used to doing that like, it's the epitome of not doing. Yeah. And that feels very scary for a lot of people. Yeah. Breath work, I think, is a little bit more accessible because it's action oriented. Yeah. But it's bringing you to a place of rest and digest, mm-hmm. connection, clearing, support, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to do one of the workshops with you. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm really excited. Cool. Uh, create the space for me a little bit too or you you said I know that people are using crystals too Mm -hmm. so give me yeah yeah so the way I learned with my teacher he brings in all the elements when he's working and 
I just really like having that tangible sort of use of the elements on an altar and in the session. So, um, you know, he'll coach people on holding a, a stone or a mineral in their hands. And it's just a nice anchor point. Like, uh, you know, it can get a little esoteric or a little bit, a little bit scary. If you're, you're doing something new, you're doing a breath pattern that is not necessarily easy or intuitive. And so holding stones can be a way to sort of anchor yourself. Um, if things get a little too out there, or if, or if you need a focal point, that's not just the breath. So again, though, just like bringing in elemental healing. So mm -hmm. I'll use, I use scent in the, you know, either essential oils or sprays, um, sage, Palo Santo, like using all of these, these earth energies, um, you know, because you are trying to connect people to a higher, a higher spirit or to their intuition or to nature. And so bringing nature in a little bit is, is really, Helpful. really nice. A lot of times when I say breath work, people think that I'm going to teach them like, breathe in through your nose yeah. like and then breathe out through your mouth yeah they think that that's going to be like it's going to be a technique for breathing for like a, a short period of time mm -hmm. a breathwork workshop is very different mm -hmm. so they so prep people for yeah so what the, that's like. the breathing is very active i think a lot of times people think like oh i'm gonna breathe it'll be so relaxing right. but it's not i mean the goal is to clear some stagnant energy the goal i always sort of say breathwork is like we all just, we're like glassware. We get a little clouded and we just need to be cleaned off or like just repolished. And so buffed. Um, buffed. Yeah. So we just need to like clean that slate a little bit. So that mm. that's pretty vigorous. So it usually starts with um, a theme or an intention and maybe a guided meditation. And then we'll move into the active breathing. And that's like 20 to 30 minutes of pretty intense breathing. Um, but once you get into it, the breathing kind of takes over and your body is just being breathed. And so it gets easier, but we end with sort of a Shavasana, like relaxation at the end. So there's a little bit of both, but it's very much meant to move, to move energy, to release old stories that we tell ourselves just to, um, to even release like thoughts, feelings, emotions through sound, you know, it can be a quite physical and emotional experience so laughter tears these are all like pretty normal reactions in a session mm -hmm. so you know it's a little out there do you but. connect your experience with breath work with um like a really good craniosacral session with a really good meditation with an ayahuasca ceremony or um, a psychedelic ceremony do you connect that place is there a common theme through all those things? Yeah, I think they all fit under the same umbrella. And uh, what I like about craniosacral therapy is it's sort of the opposite of breath work, but they sort of like, it's two roads that lead to the same place. Like your, you know, craniosacral therapy is about immediately like dropping down and relaxing very deeply and breath work get you there, but through an active process. So yeah. And then psychedelic experiences, like it's all, they're all like consciousness expanders and nervous system resets. So that's like, let's get some clarity. Let's expand our consciousness. Let's also heal our nervous systems. And then once you heal your nervous system, you can like tap into that place in your daily life anytime, like mm -hmm. on the bus, you know, going for a walk, like you don't that's the beauty. It's like you you have a psychedelic experience and then you take that to your life and integrate it. And it's I, toning that muscle for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I tell people all the time, you don't have to have a psychedelic experience to experience what people experience on psychedelics. Mm -hmm. 
you but it's a reminder of how mm-hmm. to do it and what it is that you're looking mm-hmm. for and it's a, a toning of that muscle of being able to tune in mm-hmm. or connect i don't know to something yeah. i don't know not sure yeah like meditation will get you there but just slower so right. these are practices that especially the breath work and the psychedelics like these are practices that can blow that lid off and get you there like right away you know um like in the way that they say that psychedelics are like seven years of therapy in one weekend, you know, that's sort of like, we're all busy. We hashtag like truth. There. Yeah. Hashtag I mean, truth. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. I can attest to that <laughs> It is as well. So when you're tuning in, have you, have you tuned in through these, any of these tools on this situation and gotten anything? Yeah. Well, with breath work, uh, breath work is the main thing I've been doing for my wrist and mm-hmm. for, um, and it's been hugely, hugely influ- influential. Um, I mean, at first, it was about releasing the actual trauma of the event uh, because it was a pretty traumatic event. Um, so just releasing all that fear and all that trauma and getting it out of my body. You know, the idea is like we have to get these things out of our tissue before they cause disease. Mm-hmm. And so getting that out of my body um, was important. And even now... Sorry, was there yeah. something that was telling you, is there a sign that you felt, I know that you're so connected, but is there something that was saying you have some trauma inside of you? Or was it that that you recognized that when you thought about it, you had this like tense feeling? I have been having like PTSD since the fall. Um, Definitely like classic PTSD experience, like uh, just sudden emotional outburst. night terrors, like, uh, shaking, like, you know, sort of classic reliving the experience in vivid detail, like over and over, like really classic PTSD. So that was like a moment of like, okay, I just know. And then it happened on vacation. So we still had like half of our vacation left. So I didn't really, I think I knew the whole vacation, like I'm on this vacation and I'm going to make the most of this, but I need to get home and like deal with this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think getting home and just getting back to my routine and my and my space and being able to sit down and devote the time to it. But but now that I have more of a plan, like breathwork has been helping me mm-hmm. get more clear about things. So you recognize that there are these symptomatic things and yeah. you're bringing that to breathwork and saying, mm-hmm. I want to look at this, work through this, mm-hmm. use my breathwork as support for healing this. And then once you do that, Have you found any that, you know, you're open to insightful things or insights, just tuning into the experience or where you are Mm -hmm. about it? Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten insight. I mean, I've also gotten a sense of completion, like, okay, great. I have moved that, that aspect of this experience out and that feels good. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really powerful. It's really been very helpful. Um, or like I mentioned earlier, how this experience has sort of like pulled the lid off of past traumas that I, I really thought were kind of done. Like mm-hmm. it's been interesting to sort of say, okay, well, I need to go back and deal with that now. And, and like dealing with that through breath work has been, has been good. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like when you, like you're just continuously tuning into that inner guide mm-hmm. and that inner guide Ha- is strong mm-hmm. because you're doing that mm-hmm. and which is why you can get a voice saying complete mm-hmm. like that's coming from a super confident super connected place mm-hmm. of trust and security like mm-hmm. you've established that with your inner guide mm-hmm. that's 
just like if you had a parent that you trusted and loved and felt loved you unconditionally, Mm -hmm. you would trust when they said complete. Mm -hmm. And so that's an amazing place to be Mm -hmm. because that's the only place to be that state of unconditional love where you can actually utilize that insight. Yeah. And feel like it's, it's you and it's love and it's purposeful and you can actually march forward Mm -hmm. under that direction. Yeah. So that's, I'm so grateful for you. Oh, I'm grateful for you too. And I'm so grateful that you're doing this work for you. Yeah. Most importantly. Me too. I mean, I really don't. Yeah. It's been really good. It's been really good. But also for everyone else. But like I said, it's like, it comes back to that thing with smoke. It's like everything I offer to people, I do because it has helped me. And Mm -hmm. so I got into breathwork in January and it became a huge part of my life and doing this training and then now dealing with this injury through the lens of breathwork, like it's... I think once I am really ready to offer it, I will know the ins and outs a bit more. So, you know, that's just my inner guinea pig. I'm so proud of you. You're so awesome. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Kathleen. (laughs) Thanks, Sheena. It was fun.